Good morning, Cornerstone Church. Uh, my name's Luke. I'm one of the, the leaders here. And we're going to be continuing in the mini-series that we've got in the, the last five Psalms. This morning, uh, we've got the privilege of unfolding the beauty of what God has written in Psalm 148. So please, would you grab your Bible and, and turn there with me? See, as you, as you do that, I want you to picture something. I want you to picture the thing that is happening as you open your Bible and thumb through those pages that you aren't alone. You see, across this city and across our region, your fellow brothers and sisters are doing the same thing. We're all coming to God's word. We're all opening it in unison to hear life-giving words. We're all entering into his presence together to seek his face. But the words that I speak this morning are are nothing without the Holy Spirit. You see, we are in complete reliance on him to lead us to truth. So would you posture your heart with me this morning as we pray and ask him for his help, for his guidance. Father, we just want to thank you for the immense privilege of what it is to be sat under your word now. We recognize that that the words that I say have no power whatsoever without you taking them and massaging them into our hearts. Father, would you do that please by your spirit? Would you move in power? Would you convict us of our sin? Would you lead us to Jesus and would you Show us the righteousness that we have in him. Father, I praise you and I thank you for my brothers and sisters. I thank you that we can gather as a church even in this way and that we can hear from you. So would you speak to us this morning? Would you minister to our hearts? Would you meet us in our need? And would you lead us to praise? We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens. And you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For he commanded and they were created. He established them forever and ever. He gave a decree, and it shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and mist, stormy wind, fulfilling his word. Mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all livestock, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and maidens together, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His majesty is above earth and heaven. He has raised up a horn for his people. Praise for all his saints. 
for the people of Israel who are called, who are near to him. Praise the Lord. To know God is to praise him. And in praising him, we make him known. This is a quote from when we we opened up the series a few weeks back. And it's actually really helpful as a framework to understand the importance of these psalms of praise. You see, praise is not just singing about God's majesty and character, although that does constitute as praise. Praise is actually a, a much fuller concept. Here's a different uh, dictionary definition. Praise is to, to worship, glorify, honour, exalt, adore, venerate, revere, bless and magnify someone or something in a way that is deserving in relation to their status. See, all of this, all of this worship and glory and honour and exaltation flow from our hearts when we understand the character and goodness of God. It leads us to praise. And in praising him, we proclaim that goodness and that faithfulness to a watching world. See, like many of the Psalms, this particular Psalm, 148, is a song. Unlike most songs, this Psalm has a, has a structure. And essentially, it's, it's divided into two distinct sections. We have verses 1 to 6, which incorporates the heavens and all of its hosts, the angels, the sun, moon and stars, and the, the waters above the heavens. And then we have verse 7 to 14, which is directed to the earth and all of its hosts. See, both of these sections, there is a, a call to praise, and then it's followed by the reason to praise. And when you combine these things, what we get is a, a universal call to worship. It's a song where all creation, animate and inanimate, are invited to join. Now, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if you've um, ever had the privilege of hearing songbirds duetting. It's a, it's a really, really beautiful sound. And what happens is that the call of one invokes the response of the other. And there's like a, an eager anticipation for the song to flow and continue through this call and response. And in the same way, this psalm calls out to the whole of creation, eagerly awaiting the fitting response of praise. And this morning, that includes you and me. It's awaiting our response. So let's dive in together. Verse 1 to 2. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Imagine it. Just imagine it. Picture it. Myriads upon myriads of angelic beings, heavenly creatures that, that no one can number, pouring themselves out in rapturous worship together. Imagine the sound of that. 
Imagine the sight. The host of heaven itself in sinless perfection with pure, unadulterated praise that never ceases. Their full-time occupation is to praise. They are always glorifying the Godhead. Even now, as we sit here, they are doing exactly that. And God, God deserves nothing less. Did you know that, that our sun accounts for 99.8% of the mass in our solar system? And it's around, it's big enough to fit around a million Earths inside it. But did you actually know that, that our sun, which is probably the biggest and, and most powerful created thing that we have a day-to-day -day relation to, it's actually classified as a, a dwarf star. The surface of our sun is actually relatively cool when you compare it and you contrast it to the temperature of some of the blue giants in our Milky Way. There are an insurmountable number of stars in our universe, each of them blazing in praise and glorifying God as they do. See, the, the vastness of space is beyond human comprehension. And yet, verse 5, every entity is called to praise the name of the Lord. For he commanded, he commanded, and they were created. You see, God is so awesome. He is so powerful. All he needed to do was speak. And space took its form. All of the, the colossal entities that, that hurtle through the universe at incomprehensible speeds and unfathomable temperatures were all created by a God who is infinitely more powerful than they. Now, please note that in your Bibles, it should say LORD in capital letters right here. And this is actually incredibly significant in understanding this psalm. You see, this word that is translated Lord in capitals in our Bibles is actually the original divine name of the God of Israel. See, we know this name to be Yahweh or I Am. See, in, in Exodus, when, when Moses was at the burning bush and he asks God and he says, who shall I say to the Israelites, who shall I say has sent me? And this was the name that God told Moses to share with his people. He said, say that I am has sent you. You see, God is. He is the one who always was and who is and who is to come. He is the Alpha and he is the Omega the beginning and the end. He is the author of all creation and without him, nothing that exists would exist. It's in him that all things, all things hold together, visible and invisible.
See, he is the only being that is completely self-sustaining, self-sufficient, and without, without the need to rely on anyone or anything else. He alone is the I am. See, even those massive forces that hurtle through space need to be held together by him. See, they're, they were fueled and ignited by his design. The angels, the heavenly hosts were all created by him. And even those sinless and, and holy angels bow the knee in humble recognition that without Yahweh, they would be nothing. And yet what we, what we get here is something that is so easy to overlook. But if we did, it'd be to our detriment. It's like the, the psalmist, as he's writing, is, is pushing to the brink of, of human imagination as he draws our eyes to the vastness of the heavens and the unseen spiritual realm. It's as though God is saying through this psalm, I've made all of this. I am powerful beyond what you can understand, but I am also personal. Yahweh, my personal name. I want you to, to be able to relate to me. I want relationship with you. Just imagine for a minute meeting the, the queen in all of her pomp and royal attire. And she, she turns to you as you, you bow or you curtsy. And you say, your majesty. And she turns and she says, call me Elizabeth. See, we'd be pretty rocked by that and probably wouldn't know how to respond. But, but that's such a, a limited illustration because it's one created being relating to another created being. Now this, is, this is much more magnificent by way of personal access to the creator of the universe. This is as though God through the psalm is saying, I, I may be powerful beyond your imagination, but I am also nearer and more accessible than you realize. You see, I speak and it comes to pass. When I say it, no one can change it. My decrees won't pass away, verse six. But I want us to know each other. So let me show you how. Verse seven. Praise the Lord from the earth. Do you see the picture that is represented here in the way that these scenes change. There is like a, a stepping out of the heavenly realm and stepping down to earth. There's a, a beautiful condescension here. And what does that remind us of? Coming from heaven down to earth. I just want you to, to put like a, a little mental post-it note there with the to be continued written on it because it's not time for the crescendo of this song just yet. It's like that little hook in the pre-chorus that, that builds your familiarity 
um, and your anticipation so that you can join in a little bit later. It's getting us used to the, the melody so that we can praise when the time is right. Verse 7b. You great sea creatures and all deeps. Just think about, think about Jonah and the giant fish that swallowed him up and took him to Nineveh. Worshipful in its obedience to a sovereign God. Fire, hail, snow and mist. Stormy wind fulfilling his word. Even the, the weather and the elements are subject to obedience as they praise him. They fulfill his word. Mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars. As Jesus said in, in Luke chapter 19, even the rocks are to cry out in praise. Just think about that for a second. The rocks crying out in praise. Is there a more inanimate object than a, a rock? You see, even these rocks resonate on a molecular level with the vibrations of praise. Fruit trees, fragrant cedars, all praise God through their existence. By bearing fruit and, and growing tall, they utter praise in their obedience of just doing what they were made to do. Animals and creeping things, flying birds and beasts alike, praise their creator with their God-given breath. But at this point, there should come an underlying niggle that begins to poke through the surface. I mean, do all of these created earthly things live in harmonious praise with one another? What about shark attacks? Isn't the, isn't the vast ocean a place to be feared? A place of death? What about failing crops and drought and diseased fruit? What about earthquakes and tsunamis and natural disasters? Landslides where the rocks don't seem to be resonating in the right way, but instead bring destruction. What about the, the venomous creeping things and rats that, that spread disease? What about COVID and fear of death? Would you turn with me in your Bibles? To, to Romans chapter 8 from verse 19. I'll read it for us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. 
You see, all things, all things without exception, were created to worship God in perfect, harmonious obedience. But the reality that we, as humanity, find ourselves in is a world that is hostile and fragile. See, we, we read of the fall in Genesis 3 where humanity ushered in a curse on creation itself. Our disordered affections and, and pride gave birth to terror and to sorrow. There should be no death. See, creation itself groans to be set free from this bondage to corruption. There is so, something so disordered about our praise that even creation recognises it. And we as humans can have the, the proclivity, the tendency to be blind to. Kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and maidens together, old men and children, all of humanity. We are all broken. Our praise, it wanders from the God who deserves it to created things, to money, material possession, lusting and worshiping after perishable things instead of the creator who is deserving of all praise. You see, God, God loved us and he made us in his own image. The Imago Dei, the image of God, what a privilege that is. See, humanity is the, is the pinnacle of creation. For, forget the stars and their vastness for just one second. God spoke and they came into being. But humanity, he crafted us from the dirt. He formed us with his own hands, getting dirt under his fingernails, as it were. And with a full heart, he breathed in his own breath of life into our lungs. And what was our response? Our response was to reject him. I mean, he made us. He gave us each breath as a gift. Surely he is worthy of our praise. Shouldn't we, shouldn't we long in our hearts to give God perfect, whole of life praise, the praise that he deserves? But if you're anything like me, our hearts are, are so fickle and so easily led astray. It's like that, that famous hymn, isn't it? Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. And without the, the next verses in this psalm, that would be where the song ends. Leaving God. Leaving the, the source of all goodness, leaving the source of all life. But here is the good news. 
Remember that to be continued post-it that we, we set aside before? Well, this is where we get to join the song. Look at verse 14 with me. He has raised up a horn for his people. Praise for all his saints, for the people of Israel who are near to him. Praise the Lord. You see, God knew that because of sin, we couldn't relate to him as, as he deserves. He knew that, that we would continually fail and, and fall short. He knew that, that sin would dominate us and crush us and that we had no chance of victory by ourselves. And yet here, we see in verse 14, him raising up a horn for his people. Now, this is a little bit like foreign language for us in 2021, but the picture is, is of a conquering king, a king who has slain the enemy, a king who is with us on the battlefield, lifting high the horn of victory, the horn of salvation. But at what cost? Jesus Christ was lifted up on a cross that he didn't deserve. He carried the, the burden of humanity's disordered praise, carrying our sin that separated us from the, the source of all life. He is the Lord in capital letters. Yahweh, the great I am, God's personal, relatable name. Omnipotent and yet imminent, not just in word, but in action. He's the one who stepped down from, from heaven to earth to reorder our praise, to make a way back to him who we rejected so that we can now relate to him as his children, so that we can call him Abba, Father, Dad. See, he is, he is so, so worthy, so worthy of our praise, our, our whole of life praise in response to, to what he has done for us. And this praise for, for all his saints, all his people who are near to him, what a gift. What a gift. See, what we are deserving of is condemnation. Yet what we are brought into is the family of God to be glorified with him. We share in his victory as fellow heirs with Christ. Instead of having to dread eternal punishment, instead of wallowing in our brokenness and, and this daily battle with sin and loss and pain and sorrow, the psalmist calls us to lift our gaze from ourselves. He calls us to, to look at the, the vastness of creation and to eagerly await the coming redemption. He calls us to join the song that we were made to sing, made in his image, to reflect his 
goodness. Made to, to live lives of worshipful obedience and love. Not so that we make our way back to him, but because he has already made his way to us. He's picked us up and carried us to the Father's arms. I want to end this morning with some lyrics from one of my favourite worship songs. It's called Whole Heart. It goes like this. Hold me now in the hands that created the heavens. Find me now where your grace runs as deep as your scars. You pulled me from the clay. You set me on a rock, which is Jesus. You called me by your name, the family name, and made my heart whole again. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name above all names. His name is Jesus. Let's pray. Father, by your spirit, would you lead us to praise this morning? Would you lead us to the whole of life praise where we, we take our eyes off ourselves and our own circumstances and we look up to you who is the God of all glory, of all greatness, of all honour, the source of all life, the God who loves us so intimately and deeply, the God who left the throne room of heaven to come and save an undeserving people. Thank you for what you have brought us into. Thank you for the fact that you have called us by your name, that you love us with an everlasting love. Father, would you help that to penetrate our hearts, not just this morning, but for the rest of our lives until we see you face to face. Help us to praise you as we should. Help us to, to live lives fully responding and reflecting your goodness. As we grow to know you more, lead us to praise. And as we praise, help us to make your name known. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.